Rambam Hilchis Toyim Venitin Perik Yud Alocha Aleph. Rambam that talks about regarding the din that if somebody has metaltalin in his hand, say a chair, a book, and he says, I bought it, it's mine. But there's another person that claims, no, this is my book. I never sold it to anyone, it's my book. And there is Adim that can testify that the book was known to be the other person's. Okay, let's say Shimon. Shimon has a book in his hands, this is my book. Reuven comes and says, this book was actually, is actually my book. And the Adim would say, yeah, they knew it to be his for, for, for five years. Always was his, I mean, it was, was always in his library. They don't know what happened recently, maybe there was a change in the status by a sale, that they don't know, but they know this always was his. Was no, a known fact. So the din is, when it comes to Karaka, if such a dispute happens about land, we say that the person who is in possession of the land now and claims that this land was always Ruven's. But Ruven had sold it to me recently, and that's why I'm living on the land. Then Shimon has to give back the land to Ruven. Unless Shimon can produce a star with Adim that Ruven sold it to him, just because he's in possession of the land doesn't make it his. And since we know that the status quo so far, the known status quo is, that Ruven is the owner, the fact that Ruven may have sold it to Shimon, there's no evidence for it. So we go back to Cheskes Morekama. We give it to the one who was the known owner. And known owner is Ruven. And as Shimon produces a star or evidence that aid him that he had bought the land. When it comes to Betaltalin, the din is just the opposite. When it's about, let's say, a chair or a book, anything which is mobile, there, if somebody's in possession of it, Shimon is in possession of the book, and Reuven has aid him that he, the book was always in his library. They knew that in his house it was always his. And now suddenly it's in Shimon's hands, and Shimon says, I bought it from Reuven. Or Reuven gave it to me as a gift. And Reuven denies it. He says, no, it's mine. So the only option we can say, if Reuven is right, Shimon would have to go into the house of, uh, of Reuven and steal it. We don't make such assumptions. If, to, to take that option and say that this is what happened, Shimon went into Reuven's house and stole it. And really it's not Shimon's, it's Reuven's. That's not likely. People, even if they want to take somebody else's property unlawfully, unjustly, they wouldn't risk being caught like this, uh, being daring and um, tr trespassing into somebody else's private property and steal something. Nobody wants to risk that. The fact that it's in Shimon's hand must be it got into his hands in some more legitimate way. And therefore, we take Shimon's story uh, as fact, and we say probably Shimon must have bought it. Because the Adam would say that it was Reuven's, don't, they don't know what happened later, recently. They know it always was Reuven's. Whether Reuven sold it yesterday or the day before to Shimon, they don't know that. So here we have a chazaka against what the Edim, the chazaka of the Edim. The Edim is saying it was always Ruven, still now. We don't know what happens now, but until now it was definitely Ruven's. 
So this is the Chazok of Cheskes More Kame, the first, the original owner, the status quo that was till now, that we know about from Edim. But now Shimon says something changed in the status quo. He sold it to me. The fact that it's in Shimon's hands leaves us with no alternative but to assume that Shimon must have bought it. Because the alternative to that would be Shimon in, in, intruding on Reuven's house and stealing it. And that's not likely people to do. With land, you don't have to go into people's property to steal somebody's land. There's a piece of land out there, right? Somebody lives in his house, his land is somewhere else. And you go and occupy the land. So the fact that Shimon is occupying the land is not a right that it's his. People, are, you know, can do that. You know, they take over. They take over somebody's land and they settle in. Or a house. A house is empty and they move in. They're not risking by going into the house or by going into the land. But they go into somebody's personal house in his living room and steal something, that's already uh, a daring act. Nobody would do that. So there's a difference with metaltalin and karka. Regarding claimants, like, uh, uh, somebody's claiming of ownership. Ownership after we know that the thing used to be owned by somebody else, but he claims that there was a change in the status of ownership. He had bought it recently from the original owner. And there's no proof that he bought it, but he claims it's in my hands. What is it doing? What is it doing in my hands? They go in and steal it from his house? Nobody would do that. So it must be that I bought it. With land, we don't say that. With land, he would have to give it back to Ruven, unless he, he has a shtar that proves that it was a sale. This is the general halacha. And now we have an exception to this halacha. Mobile property, metaltalin, as we said, whoever is in the possession, the pearl of the property, we assume it is. He must have bought it. What if it's animals, mobile, things that move by their, on their own? Right? Things that move on their own, the living beings, like animals, sheep, goats. Uh, there the din is different. Even though they're metaltalin, the mobile property, because they move on their own, the fact that it's in your possession is not a proof that you bought it because it's possible that you get it through theft because those types of property, you don't have to go into somebody's living room to steal it. These animals move on their own. They could have moved just, you know, people let them pasture in open fields. Usually the fields don't have a fence. And a goat just wandered out and wandered into your yard. And you just closed the yard, you closed the fence, and now it's yours. You didn't have to risk anything to get possession of, this, of these animals. Animals, by nature, walk. Same thing with an avid who walks on his own, living beings. It's called in the Gemara Goidrois. Goidrois means Gidrois. This is animals that are usually farmed in a, in a fenced-in area. So they're called Goidrois. It's an expression in the Gemara. Now, regarding the reasoning for Goidrois, for living animals, why we don't treat them as metaltalin, we treat them like karka. Because the fact that it's in your hands is not a proof that you bought it. Because they could have walked on their own. It wouldn't require for you to go into somebody else's house to get it. They walk on their own, so they could have walked into your house, and that's how you got to you. Since you don't have proof that you bought it, we can't take it for granted that it's yours. We give it back to the original owner. The question is, what does that mean? In the Loshna Gemara, it's not clear, it's ambiguous. The Rashbam gives two possibilities. Either we assume, 
with living animals, or we, there is a strong possibility that the living animals moved into your land, and all you did is just close the gate. You didn't have to grab them and, and do anything proactive. They just walked into your they walked on their own into your property, and then uh, you just held on to them. Or we would say that people, uh, the, the chat is like this. It's not necessarily that they walked into your land, even if they didn't walk into your land, but they're not under the supervision of their owner. That means they're not in a fenced off area in a private property. They wander the streets in a public place because the owner is not there to watch them because it's not in their private domain. It's in public property, it's in Rishos Arabim. So you, wouldn't, you, you would dare to take it. The only th- assumption we have that nobody would invade somebody's property is when you have to go into somebody's own private Rishos HaYochit, but they're in, in a public place where they're not attended by the owner. They, uh, people are likely to take. It's possible people would take. And therefore, the fact that it's in your hands is not a proof because you may have taken it from the streets, not in while it was inside the domain and the ownership of the, in the possession under the supervision of the owner. Might not came in how we interpret this, whether we ass- we're assuming that Balachayim have walked into our house, into your property, into your land, and you just close the door, or are we even assuming, even if they didn't walk into your land, a-, a person would be likely to go and grab them from the streets, as long as you don't have to go into the owner's private property. Why would we not have in So there's in the Mephoshim, um, different suggestions. The Evan Ozzel, wants to say that if somebody took uh, stuff, if somebody has uh, Paris in an unfenced area where it's open, anybody can walk in and take. Right? There's no fence around it. Would we say that if somebody has the Paris in his possession and he claims I bought it and the owner says, no, I never sold it to you. Um, do we say, is, is, the, is the fact that it's in his hands, in Shimon's hands now, that he must have been that he bought it, because the alternative would be he would have to go into his field and take it, and that nobody would do it. No, maybe he would do that, uh, because it's, it's not fenced, and it's outside, so maybe he would take it. Or if we say, like the other Peshat of the Rashbam, that the reason Balachayim, there's no such a thing as possession, translating into ownership, is because they would walk into your house. But here they didn't walk into my house, they had to go somewhere outside my house and actually proactive, go and take from a, a place which is unguarded and take it for myself. Uh, the Rabbi Saul Grossman, who was the Rosh Hashivik Fahabad, and wrote numerous for him, Chosh Mishpat, what a Sefer Netzchei Yisrael, a fabulous Sefer, if anybody wants to learn in Yonim Chosh Mishpat, practical halachas, and very well explained the sugiyas that are connected to those practical halachas, especially when I give a shir in Chosh Mishpat in Yonim, so it's a fabulous safer and very clearly stated and explained. There he has this question that came up regarding a practical story that actually took place where somebody had a car, and let's say Reuven had a car in his possession, and Shimon says, the car is mine. He took the car from near my house, it was parked outside my house, and took it away and brought it into his garage somewhere. We don't know where it is. He hid it somewhere. And um, so the, the, the car is now, okay, again, let's say, Shimon has the car. Reuven argues 
that Shimon took the car away from me. He, he was parked outside my house. Somehow he got a hold of a key and, and uh, he managed to drive off my car. Shimon says it's true that I have the car, but the car is mine because the seller who sold it to Reuven is a bandit. I actually bought it from him before, but I didn't come on time to pick it up. So he decided to sell it to someone else. And meanwhile, I already paid him. I gave him a Kenyan. Maybe I didn't pay him the money, but I gave him a Kenyan. And, and it's, I gave him a, a down payment. And it's mine. Now, the fact that Shimon is murdered, that he took it away, is not an indication that Shimon must give it back, because we know he took it, because he's murdered himself that he took it. There's no Adam that he took it from Reuven's parking spot. It's done at night when nobody was around, but he's made himself. He has a Miku who could say, I never took it, it's mine. Now, <clears throat> the fact that he says that it's his and that he bought it first begs the question, do we say because it's in his hands, in his possession, it's like metal and it's his, or because to get it, he didn't have to go into Reuven's house. He could have gotten it outside in the streets. That's also considered like Goydreis because since he doesn't have to go into his house and it's easier for him to go and just get it off the street, that he may have done that. And therefore, it's not really his. So there's no chazaka that it's his, the fact that it's in his possession. So that would be the Rafkimina according to the two Pshatim in the Rashbam. Anyways, this is a, a long shakla vetaria amongst the Achainim. Just thought that, as the Rebbe always would take in Yonim in Rambam, in the Sikhs, and he would um, always interpret in Avedis Hashem. Yesh loyma rulai b'derech efsher. So doing Chsidis, the concept of Yisrusa de Leila and Yisrusa de Sata. Here in, in Aloha, the dispute is whether somebody owns something. Do you really qualify as the owner? There are certain Yonah that the Rebbe says in the Kutatari in Pashas Vayikro, that sometimes a Yid is in his Eurer, and he feels a great his Eurer is in Avis Hashem. Shail is, is it his, is it his, his Eurer is? His Eurer has a Kiyum or not? If it has a Kiyum, that means it's his. What do you mean it's his? Rebbe says like this, if something is melomailo, it's going to be short-lived. Why? Because it's not you, it's, you didn't do anything for it. It came melomailo and it comes back. It's like, a, like lightning, you know, it strikes and it goes back. And he says this is the reason why many of the Hashem, they feel like Israelis, and then suddenly it's gone. After davening, it's gone and they can't, can't seem to recapture that feeling that it's Israelis. And he says because they didn't do anything on their own. It came melomailo lomato. It wandered to them. It came to them. They didn't have to reach for it. In order to own something, you have to actually reach for it. You have to actually do a veda and work yigia, and then through his oyers with his bonus, as he explains that in the Mimer. and then there is a response. Then this is a real one. It has a kiyum. It becomes his. He owns it. Is this is al der da'alochim in here in Rambam? 
when it comes to him naturally, Balachaim walk on their own, they walk to him. He doesn't have to do anything. So that means he doesn't own it. But when he has to go and buy it and do something, right, then, then he owns it, right? If he doesn't do anything about it, 